Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. Want to witness the world's biggest football game? Head to iCanWin.com.au. Predict Australia's score with a crystal ball. And it could be you and a friend at the FIFA World Cup Qatar 2022 semifinals. All thanks to McDonald's. Maccas, together and loving it. TNCs apply. The Friday Form Panel with Jason Bonington and Nikita Ross. Hello and welcome to the Friday Form Panel. I don't know if you can, they're watching on Trot's Vision, but hopefully you are. I'm not sure. Hi. How are you? Uh, And to our listeners on SEN Track, spare a thought, prayers. Um, Nikita Ross just told me that the coffee that she's currently drinking right now, how much did it cost, Nikita? $9. Nine dollars. I said six fifty is a little bit of. I'm going to overshoot the mark. I'm just going to, and you're going to say, "Oh no, you've overdone it." There, it was only like it was five eighty six dollars. No. Nine bucks. No, yeah. So I went in the. Is there whiskey in there? Is no, it an Irish coffee? It's a great coffee. It's a cold brew, um, cold brew, and I went in today and he I don't said, even know what that means. I'm from Geelong. Well, though. it's like a cold, cold coffee, basically. Right. Okay. So they're not even heating it up, but no, it, it's nice. And I went in this morning and he said. I've just found it recently. I've had two or three, maybe four coffees from there. And mm. he said, oh, I'm just, just letting you know, I've readjusted my prices. They weren't right for me. And I thought, okay. They weren't right for me. Cheaper, cheaper mm. coffee. The one I was getting was, I think, $7 or something. Mm. Yeah. Um, and he said, so you can get the, the usual size that, that you get is twelve fifty, or you can get a, the medium, which is $9, or a small six fifty. So it wasn't far from the mark. If you got a small, it would, would cost six fifty. So I thought, hang on. So you've gone up. So yeah, I don't know if I'll be going back there. Great coffee, great cold brew. So what, what? What was it previously? What seven dollars you said? Yeah, for like it for the next size up. For the next size up. Yeah. So when he says the prices went right for him, he's gone. He's gone like an eighty percent rise. Okay. Uh, I might go into harness racing Victoria next week and say I've just decided. Um, my salary's not quite right for me. Um, I'm, I'm thinking, I'm thinking you need to sort of up at around eighty percent, and I'm, I'm more than happy to stay. But otherwise, uh, get your cold brew somewhere else. Unbelievable stuff! What I a way to start. I'll, yeah, I don't think I'll be. Um, yeah, I think I need to find new cold brew. Uh, we say this pretty often, Skeeter, but this <laughs> I can't get over the cold brew. Uh, this meeting is uh, terribly difficult. Group One mm-hmm. Racing, Ballarat Cup night. It's the premier regional. Harness racing meeting in Australia for the year, and it's the uh, final stop before we head to Tabcorp Park Mountain for three massive nights over the next couple of weeks. But the Ballarat Cup, Ballarat Cup itself, year in year out, just brings together what's well, basically a hunter cup field, isn't it? I mean, I, there'll be others uh, throwing their hat into the mix uh, next week or in a couple of weeks for the hunter cup, but this is just an outstanding race, and it's been made even better, I think, by well, I think Andy Gath alone. <laughs> really, um, I, I I must admit, uh, and you said you ran into uh, Josh Jenkins on his way out of here today, and yep. uh, people now out of the woodwork, yeah. termites, white ants, <laughs> are white anting, uh, a white anting Lock and Varat, and saying, oh, look, they want to take him on. Now I wanted to take him on last week, and uh, I I felt very fortunate to escape with my life. To be honest, took him on, and I thought. I thought his run was absolutely outstanding. Now, when you're measuring Lock and Varad, Artie, the Artie party, against his absolute best, no, he wasn't quite there, but his absolute best is so outrageously good. I thought I thought his performance last week was as good as any other horse in the country can go, pretty much. Yeah, and 12 months into that level, there's no easy race. So no. I was the same. I thought his run was very good, and no doubt... I'm he though. has very high standards to be compared to, yeah. doesn't he? But um, the money's come for him this week, so people, the punters are obviously confident enough that he's ready to go this week. Even after all these years of doing uh, form and trusting your opinion, I am slightly shook though. Like uh, mm-hmm. uh, Andy's a great judge, and he normally doesn't, you know, he he doesn't make those comments without having thought them through. So I'm just I'm just thinking, is there something that I miss? Now I can see a few things, and I think we both do. His last 100 metres 
last week was that of a horse who hit his limit. And we're not used to seeing Lock and Varad hit his limit. No. So that's a slightly uncomfortable feeling to watch a champion like him who seems bottomless. Mm-hmm. We've, we saw his bottom first up from a break. Yes. Um, and then you wonder about what it might have put him through. But basically, he could go straight into a Hunter Cup if, if Sel wanted to here. So, or even race next. Like, you don't have to be here. I yeah. think he's only here because Sel believes, well, it's in the media, isn't it? That he's mm. he's reported that the first couple of days he was pretty flat and then he's picked up a treat. Yeah. So, I, I think we agree that he wouldn't be there unless he was ready to run a race. And I think if he finds the front, even if he's still only about 90%, I think he'll win. Yeah, look, so do I. And that's what I keep coming back to as well. I don't think David Moran, he's, you know, has... He loves the horse. It's, he's a champion. So I don't think he's going to have him there if he was unhappy with him. And um, because really, if he still wanted to have a run, there is the Casey Classic. Yes, he's going to draw poorly there, but there's still that's still a race that he can go around in. So if he wasn't, you know, wasn't happy with how he was this week, I don't think he would run him and risk flattening him even more. So uh, he could have just scratched and then gone around next week. So as other options, it's not like this was the only race that he could go in um, ahead of the Hunter Cup. But yeah, look, it's it's going to be interesting. He's obviously had uh, had market support, but, um, you know, yeah, Proof in the pudding. He's, got, he's got his knockers as well. So yeah, it's uh, it's made for a, an exciting build up. And of course, we better mention as well the, um, the big uh, punters club, that is happening Plunge. tomorrow night. Um, so that's going to be Plunge. great. So you get, uh, it's not just your ticket. You can get a food truck voucher, I think a drink entry, but it, it's great. And you can also do it from home as well. So if you can't make it there through PayPal, you can still be a part of it and follow along all night. So um, yeah, head to the club's Twitter website, anything for details on that. Tim Kennedy spoke to Toby McKinnon yesterday. Yes. Um, yeah, so he's running that. And I think you and I have to uh, send through a few of our uh, thoughts as well today. So remember to do that for you. Well, I did my full game plan last night, so I'll just send uh, send that in uh, to uh, 1,200 words that I uh, wrote last night after I got off radio for the lids fly through. Um, they do a great job. Nobody does a better job than, I mean Metropolitan, no Metropolitan track does a better job than uh, Ballarat. And uh, that was a huge success last year, so hopefully it will be so again. Let's get through one race before we go to our uh, first break here on the Friday form panel for Ballarat Cup night. First race in the card. The only good news here is I was so, oh, this is actually what I wrote in the game plan, is that I was so fearful of this race that I marked nothing longer than $16. Um, Problem is I'm getting the prices pretty close. I'll tell you what, seems like I've missed I'm off and gone. Uh, Puppet uh, sort of let me know about it yesterday. I don't, I still don't think it'll, like, I don't know, I have no idea what it's doing at 440, to to be perfectly agree, honest. Yeah. And, and I suppose that, that right there is, how difficult this race is. You've marked it the outsider of the field, it's favourite. And just that never happens. So it's really open. It's a it's a field job. It's you could I could make a case for every horse in the race, just about. Maybe not she's my baby and to a lesser extent Rokasaki, but anything else I could make a case for a winning case. What's interesting you say that, you know, because the what I was basically going on about there is that I don't mark nothing longer than sixteen and there's a couple including those that were uh I thought extraordinary odds, given it is a field job. Um, tell us your tips. I, I actually thought from a betting perspective, She's My Baby can definitely run a place, in my opinion, $11. Rosarito Miss, I think, is overs. And um, arguably the best bet in the race is my top tip, Monomia at seven fifty and two forty. If you just want to have one bet in the race, that might be, in my opinion. But you take me through your thoughts. We've we've already both conceded that it's going to be extraordinarily hard, but what are your mm. what are your top four selections? Look, we, without a whole heap of confidence, 10, 11, 6 and 2. Um, the higher assessed horses are obviously drawn the second row, but then the horses off the front are still nice horses. So I've gone with Better Robin, who was good at Shepparton off a back row draw over a mile. Slightly easier race there, but she was just beaten by a horse that had a better trip. So uh, I think, yeah, on based on that run, I've got her in there ahead of Monomia, who has been racing in terrific form for a while now. Again, second row draw means she needs a few things to pan out, but she comes out of stronger form line races. Faraday Hanover put four together in a row, but sat parked when a short price favourite at Bendigo and was beaten 16 metres there. A follow-up report said the mare had a minor skin infection that had been treated, so maybe an excuse there. And if you're happy to put a line through that, we could see the best version of her here. And thrown in, she's a hovercraft who I was quite keen on last time out at Shepherd, and she was a bit disappointing, but she was 
driven tough there and she has been for her past two. So um, typically I think she has ran her best races when she's been saved for one run. So uh, my slight concern is she didn't get out of the gate very well last time and, and that made uh, Ants had to make that move. But if she can begin, begin a little bit better this time and be handy enough and save for one run, um, you know, I, I thought she was a chance as well. But, yeah, as I mentioned, even Mateo, could probably be the leader and was excellent last time. Common Courtesy's been flying. I'm off and gone's a really nice horse. Um, yeah, multiple winning chances, 10, 11, 6 and 2. I'm going field uh, in the first leg of the early quad, 11, 4, 10 and 5 for me. Monomir, I just think, is race at a higher level against better mares and more competitively than anything else in the race. Um, you know, went around in the Queen of the Pacific and wasn't disgraced there. She's certainly fighting it hard to win at the moment. I think there's two different ways this race can be run. So, if they run it at a decent tempo, particularly through the early and middle stages, I'm going with Monomia. The other way, <clears throat> Eva Mateo. Now, people will say, well, this is a step up in grade, should be softened up by something, but she might not be. In such an even race, everyone might say, I'm not going to be the one that's going to go and attack Eva Mateo so that you at the back behind me can outsprint me. So I'm just going to let her do her thing. And if you do let her do her thing and she leads, she can run home a 55 final half, and that might be the end of the story. Uh, so I think she's a massive winning hope, Eva Mateo. Third pick for me is Better Robin, who is, of course, terrific. The New South Wales horses, funnily enough, I think we were sort of half mocking some of the New South Wales um, uh, racing not too long ago when they lost a couple of their stars. I think they're performing better when they come to Victoria almost than ever yep. at the moment, the New South Wales horses. And uh, and number five, Common Courtesy in for fourth. But as mentioned, Rosarito Miss, um, She's My Baby, Rokosaki. They're all worth some sort of bet. And Monomia definitely at 750 and 240. In my opinion, time for a break. Come back. We'll start the music quiz. And we'll get stuck into the next couple of races before uh, we get into the second hour. And Mitch Moose side bottom, I have my fingers crossed, will join us at some stage in proceedings on the Friday form panel as well. On Trot's Life, it's time for the Friday form panel with Jason Bonington and Nikita Ross. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> oh. I need a bit more. Yeah. I can partially hear the chorus. We'll get to race to it in a minute, uh, guys. You're listening uh, to the Friday Form Panel and watching it on Trots Vision and listening here. on SEN Track. We're still here. We're still here. Uh, we've got a caribou trot coming up in a moment. Hang on. We might have to get seed here, I think. Yeah. Yeah, what is it, Jordy? You'll know in about three seconds yeah. when he says the words. Nikita. Hey, little girl. We don't get that. I, we, I can see it. <laughs> Who is that again? Who is that? Ice House. Oh, yes. Yeah, hey, little girl. The great Ivor Davies. If you'd played Electric Blue, it would have been fine. Anyway, we uh, we digress. Race two on the card tomorrow night at Ballarat is the first of our square gating races. And this was a uh, point of contention on the burning questions. Is Vacation Hill, or as uh, Glenn Craven would say, Vatican Hill. He's uh, he's off to the uh, visit the Pope, <laughs> the Pontiff. Um, <clears throat> is it immoral? And uh, I think we all agree. Yeah, look, Cheers. it looks... She looks very hard to beat. Um, I spoke about it yesterday. Obviously, has raced against some of the best horses in New Zealand and uh, went around the Dominion a couple of starts ago where they went crazy time and Andy's got an exceptional record and really he was quite glowing about her and said she would um, would be right in, in it in the Cochrane Cup. So finds a really good race here, despite second row draw, looks to be the one to beat. Um, now, now what? Now what? Well, yeah. Well, then, that's then, what it's basically then. I try Normally in a race like that, you, you look at it and say, well, I know the winner, so I might play a trifecta. Yeah. But how many do you throw no. into second and third? I, I'd probably, from a, a punting perspective, I was probably more keen here to back something a, a place yeah, because a lot of them are, are paying big place prices. So, um, look, I've gone 11, 
twelve eight and nine. Um, Hatchback goes in for second. Got back in the Maori Mile and couldn't get into it. His best is good, and this is a dropping class from last start. Lucinda Mack was terrific at Shepparton on Saturday. Draws to get a nice trip, so I think if she can be three the pegs, I couldn't. Um, she could be running into a place, and she's five dollars a place. So that could be one way that I would be looking to play. But <laughs> saying that, nearly every horse can run a place, and. Uh, Kuka Lane uh, was a good run on Saturday night, going back to the inside and almost getting over the top of Scallywag Sam as a really consistent horse, um, draws in the running line. So again, Baltica's a, a horse that's shown ability, steps up in grade here. Uh, Naked Ambition was terrific last time. Cheesy won last night. I could go on, all of them. So <laughs> the Vacation Hill, the one to beat, but uh, the rest is is a little bit more difficult. 11, 12, 8, 9. So who would you back a place? Maybe Lucinda Mack at $5 a place. Yeah. Well, she's I, going to be either behind leader or three pegs. But she doesn't normally score up, actually. So I don't know that. She, I think she'll just come off. Um, because when she draws inside the second row, typically speaking, she just doesn't, for some reason, she doesn't trot early. But I've I've got her. I've just seen it through my game plan, um, which uh, hopefully will be used by the plunge team uh, to some degree. And I've got Lucinda Mack and Kukulain as the two to back a place here. If either of them run a place at the moment, you'll double your money. Mm. And if both of them happen to run, if they happen to run second and third, you get a really decent profit. And I think it's the best way to play the race. So I'm with you 100%. 11, Vacation Hill, <clears throat> a very smart mare. We are, I asked Andy Gath, I probed him. I got the probes out and he and sort of said, would she be competitive in the Cochrane Cup? He said, yes. Uh, maybe even a winning hope. I, I got the impression if she'd drawn the front line. So uh, if that's the case, she virtually can't lose this race. So, she, she, well, she virtually can't. I mean, she's a trotter off the second row at Ballarat. I get that. Um, Having her first start in Australia. That's why she's a dollar fifty-five and not a dollar twelve. I'd say yeah. uh, she's on top. Stone Cold sneaking viral. Uh, second hatchback. Then I've gone naked ambition. Actually, in for third and Kuka Lane for fourth. But I think from a value perspective. Uh, Lucinda Mack and Kuka Lane are the ones to back. I've got a uh, tweet, uh, a text here from the Wombatties with I'm off and gone. Best horse in the race by some way. Wasn't far behind the best fillies in New Zealand last year. <clears throat> Good luck to all involved. Uh, wide front line draw in that first the, race. The problem for what... Just beat uh, smooth what, deal. What turned me off her a little bit was... Uh, she's been driven for one run, so she'll have to go back from the wide front row draw, and I just think she could be... she. Could even have to go right back to last. She's got heaps against it. Yeah. Uh, race three. I'm really interested in this race <laughs> for one reason in particular. Basically, the the big guns have all have drawn the best gates here, so that's the only advantage we've got trying to narrow down the winning chances. I would have thought. I can't see anything outside barrier four striking a, a blow here. You yeah. can. Well, you I can. again, I just think it's so open. It's just after I had a look at race one, I said to someone, "I hope this gets easier," and it really hasn't um, besides Andy's trotter. Uh, look, because I think you've got your up and coming horses. You've got, you are my sunshine first up from a, a spell that creates oh, a long, long time, which creates interest. Diamonds and cash has been going around at you know, much higher level. Rick Riley has as well. He broke my heart a little bit um, last week, but, and then you've got your young and up and coming horses. So it's sort of a, which form line do you follow in this race? So anyway, four, one, three, and six, I've gone with. What's the map? Well, that's better call me potentially in front. Well, it's one or four, isn't it? Yeah. Yeah. I, I probably thought better call me. That's um, I've, got, I've got better call me in front. And mm. if, if it's in front, it'd be very hard to beat, obviously. Yeah. But. So I've, got, I've gone with better call me. Um, has got gate speed. Second in a breeder's crown, three-year-old heap. Third in the semi and the final. Super second in the carousel. So they're some pretty strong form lines. And uh, I think if it can find the top, we'll take some beating. I like me better, New South Wales visitor. We spoke on Saturday night about that form line being somewhat difficult to line up, um, but it proved to to be a successful one on Saturday night at Shepparton anyway. Again, has good gate speed. So, look, I, I wouldn't be surprised if they're looking to kick up. Spring in your step, um, really nice horse. Rick Riley, as I mentioned, broke my heart last week, but dropped significantly in grades. So could be a blowout hope. Um but, you know, diamonds and cash racing, well, you are my sunshine. I might need the run, but really talented horse at his best. So is your horse, Dennis Williams. So four, one, three and six. When we come back, I'll give my thoughts on race three in the program and give you a funny little tricky bit of information about you are my sunshine that makes me think he's one of the best value plays on the entire card. He's not going to find it easy first up from a long break. I don't think he's going to find the front. 
But I'll t- tell you what, his fresh record is sublime, and I'm going to talk you through it when we come back on the Friday form panel on Trots Vision and SEN track in just a moment. The Friday Form Panel with Jason Bonington and Nikita Ross. Nikita. Nikita. Sexy and I know it. Yes. I'm sexy and I know it. Who yeah. sings it again? Is, um, it red, is it like yeah, L- red food, what's LMFAO, whatever yeah, they are? Correct. Yeah. Yeah. I, did, I did have it, but Nikita was too fast. You know why? She's sexy and she knows it, and obviously I'm not sexy enough anymore. That's the problem. I thought you would get that straight away. I thought I was well, see, it's, it's, it's actually what I say to myself when I'm brushing my teeth in the morning as I'm looking in the mirror. Sexy and I know it. Um, oh, there'll be articles written about that. Uh, sorry. Uh, right, okay. Let's get stuck in. Uh, you are my sunshine, not my top tip in race three, four, one, two, and three. Uh, I do think Better Call Me will find the front. All the reasons you've outlined, Skeeter. Uh, I think the price is a little bit yuck. Two two fifty. I thought it was a little bit more open between mm. the top four than that. I don't want to be taking two dollars fifty, but uh, carousel run outside the lead at fifty two five. Good gate speed. It really is up to Jack Callahan, though. I think he can hold potentially better. Call me if he really wants to. As I like me better, but I like me better. I think the last nine times it's found the front first. It's handed up on three occasions, so um, there's a pretty good chance they'd hand up here and and take their chances, even with no sprint lane exit at Bray Raceway. Uh, here's the case for you, are my sunshine. Last two first up runs have been the fastest two middle trip mile rates he's ever run in his life, 155.1 and 155.8. He clearly, and this really does happen in harness racing more than it ever used to. There are first up specialists just like there are in the thoroughbreds. Uh, and he's, he's one of them, I, I think, without any doubt at all. I think he's actually the best horse in the race as well. I, I really, really think he's a very, very good horse. He started favourite, remember, for a New South Wales Derby series going in. Uh, that's how good he is. And I think his generation was a little bit stronger than the one that Springy Step and uh, and Better Call Me come through. So uh, 650 represents, represents a very nice price, in my opinion. And Springy Step goes in for fourth. Um, big fellas. No, sorry, Steve Cleve. He's going with Rick Rowley. He reckons that uh, it can bounce back. Mm-hmm. Uh, big fella like. Oh, I'll cry, Steve, if that happens. Oh, well, I'm pretty... I've, I've got him in there, but. Well, it says don't, don't drop off Rick Rowley's skeet. It no. will mend your broken heart at great each way odds this uh, week. Mm. My roughie for the night. And he'll be on with you, of course, tomorrow night at Ballarat. Uh, big fella's playing. She's a hovercraft. Following up, hoping she begins better in the first race. And hopeful beauty is a pri- at a price. We'll talk about that in a moment. And that's the uh, feature square gating event on the card. The. Cochrane Trotters Cup. Race four, though, final leg of the early quaddy. You really got me here, didn't you? $1. fifty for Hi, my name is Jeff. <laughs> Hi, my name is Jeff. And it's $1. fifty. I marked it fifty. You spooked me out to $1.70. But I think we agree that uh, he's going to win the race. He'll, the key here, he's, I think he's the most progressive horse in the race. But above and beyond that, he's going to lead. And there is no pressure at all. I mean, I think he could basically just walk and rip his final 400 metres here and just burn them off, which makes steel screens potentially a good play to run second or third in exotics. But look, $1.50, you're not going to launch in at $1.50, but it's very hard to see him getting beaten by the same token. It is, yeah. Look, he had to do a bit of work to find the the top at Shepparton and went on for a comfortable win. A five-year-old now, but he's still only lightly raced and he finds another really winnable race here. Looks hard to beat. Uh, Belittled is going terrific. Uh, unlucky last start, a sit sprinter, but recently has been driven forward as well and, and raced really well and at Bendigo a couple of starts ago. did some work early and then uh, was unlucky. So uh, I've got Belittled in to run second. I've thrown in one. Uh, I think you're outsider of the field, actually. Franco Jolto has had the one start in November, which you can just put a line through, but uh, we haven't seen him since January 2021. So had the one trial where he led and ran along, got a bit tired late, but was entitled to, I think, um, 155 on that occasion. And the team's absolutely flying. This is um, Kelvin Barker's last five starters. Bear with me. But I thought, gee, I've, they've popped up a few and had a few winners lately. And then I had a look. His last five starters, first, second, third, first, second. For a small team, that's that's a pretty good strike oh, rate. He's, so. he's stri- constantly his strike rate yeah. is outstanding. Kevin. So, look, I think uh, first up, Franco Jolta. My concern is it might be the one putting the pressure on, and I don't think that'll 
suit him. Suit him, especially first up. So if he's that less confident, but I think he can run a race. And I'm Shadow Boxer, consistent horse who probably goes back and looks for luck, but is never too far away. But uh, do agree if they walk and run home, steel screens along the pegs is probably um, a great place chance as well. One, three, six, seven. I have gone the numbers one, four, eight, and three. So slightly different uh, place getters. You know what? Franco Jolto is. In a weird, wild world, could be the fly in the ointment because he's got unbelievable gate speed. Mm. Monsieur Delacour's quick but drawn right next door. Blittled will go, will go back. Yankee Gold has got good gate speed, but normally only uses it from really inside draws. Captain Wilson's got it, but again, I don't think they'll be using it from there. Franco Jolto. Kel's the kind of trainer that might send the instructions. Let's just have a, let's just have a crack yep. and see how we go at the start. I think um, so. And if they do, not only... My outsider, but the outsider of the field, $26. So I'm hoping it doesn't get across. I am hoping, hi, my name is, hi, my name is Jeff, gets a very easy lead because I'll be one out in the final leg of the early quaddy with him. Uh, second pick, Yankee Gold's going really well. I know he led in um, in winning last time out, but really, if you go back through his last sort of four or five runs, he's never been, well, he's rarely been too far from the mark. I think if he gets up on the speed, maybe he's the one that occupies the breeze. And that sounds bad, but in a race with no tempo, being in the breeze at Ballarat particularly is not a bad place to be at all. So I've got it in for second, but probably the wiser, smarter, sharper, um, uh, easier way to play your exotics is to have steel screens to run second or third. Although his price, five fifty a win. He's extremely short because I don't think he can win, but he can definitely run second or third. And for fourth, I've got Belittled, who, as you mentioned, is absolutely flying. And uh, Paul Campbell did tweet out last week that the combination between Greg Sugars and that and, uh, and Paul and Marie Campbell at the moment is just outstanding. Yeah. So uh, Belittled's flying. He always needs a lot of luck at his races, but my numbers are one, four, eight, and three. First of our features at Bray Raceway tomorrow night is the Group 2 EB Cochrane Trotters Cup. And we discussed this on Burning Questions. I just think, I think the market's wrong. I think it's compressed too much in favour of I'm Ready Jet and Mouldy Law. Uh, Mouldy Law's having his first run since winning the Inter-Dominion final. So that's a, that's a little break between drinks. I'm Ready Jet was terrific last start from behind the leader, but beaten against their own uh, age and gender prior to that. So I think they're a little bit too short. I've got them as my top two tips, but... I, I don't like the prices. No, I, I'm the same. Look, I've gone with I'm Ready Jet, um, 9, 6, 10 and 4. Had a nice trip and was able to sprint lane through powerfully to take out the Maori line from Maori Mile from leaders back. She'll get a nice run through Royal Charlotte, has good gate speed. So she's got the race fitness on her side. She's still, I, I really, really like her I'm Ready Jet. We've seen her do some phenomenal things. However, I still feel like she's... She, she's just capable of putting in a below par run. Like she's not 100% consistent all the time. Mm. Um, you know, in saying that, you know, her last five have been one, two, one, three, one. So she's fairly consistent. I'm, I'm not bagging her whatsoever, but I just couldn't be confident enough to say that she's going to come out and, and just win this race. So she does go on top, but I think the price is probably a little bit too short from a, a race perspective perspective the way the one that I probably want to back is Kiang Lavana who I've got him for second such a good mare at her best hasn't raced since August opted away from the Inter Dominion series has had the two trials uh most recent one was at Geelong on Monday where she was um finishing well behind always ready who we know is a good horse at his best not easy at this level first up but she's a class mare and might be able to find the top so she goes in at a good each way prize ahead of Maori Law for the reasons you've mentioned might need the run but too good a horse to to rule out as a winning chance and Sundon's Courage ran home really well, chasing home Majestuoso mm. last week. Has good gate speed, can probably cross those inside, so must be included in first fours. The draw is just a bit awkward for Majestic Man, um, inside second row behind Travel Bugs. So, you know, he again, he's a winning chance, but I've just left him out just because of that awkward draw. I think he probably has to go back. Nine, six, ten, four. Nine, six, ten, and four. We're perilously close here. Nine, six, ten. And eight, uh, nine, ten, six, and eight for me. So, been through this already. I'm ready, Jet Murray, Lord, the ones to beat. But I, I just, I'm, av- I've got them on top, but I'm avoiding them at the price. I'm with you, Keyang Lavana. Now, twenty three dollars was uh, was bet at one point. I didn't get it. Some others did. Well done to them. Uh, I've gone. It's now eleven dollars. I still think that's more than good enough. You go back. So first up, last preparation. 
uh, turned up uh, turned up and won in 56-8, I reckon, over the short at uh, Melton. Two starts before going for a break. Lightfoot Laurel starts off 20. I'm ready, Jet, off 10, and she wins. She's as good as I'm ready, Jet, I reckon, at her absolute best. She's yep. as good as I'm ready, Jet. And while she is first up from a break, we know how fit they get them out there at Tarang. Margley wouldn't be starting her unless she was pretty well ready to roll in a race like this. And the frontline advantage is big. You've got to remember, a lot of the country cups, well, almost all the country cups for the trotters and the paces, long trips. This is only 2,200 at the Cochrane. So if she can balance up, work her way to the front, it's going to be hard. I'm probably, we rarely do this, but I slightly disagree with you on I'm ready, Jet. I actually think she is consistent at the moment. It's just that she's still perpetually a little bit below her absolute best, in my opinion. Even last start, she won off a perfect trip. Uh, a couple of starts prior to that, she won. They've all, but to me, if you if you looked at where she was, where she was in transit and the times that they run, I feel like it's a it's a profile this preparation which is fairly predictable in a certain way. It's just that I don't think she's the I'm ready jet who was racing like a little bit of a world beater. Uh, Maybe that's it. Yeah, I, I probably was. Uh, yeah, I could have chosen better words than not consistent because. Yeah, you look at form lines, but maybe that's it. Maybe that's yeah. she just hasn't been looked like she's at her absolute no. best. Uh, through even throughout that big bread series, you thought she's just going to blow them away, and there was a couple of close races yeah. where you thought she'd be winning by spaces. Um, yeah, yeah, I, I like I, I agree that she's not. I think if she was in her absolute best form, I'd be, I'd be confidently back uh, tipping her here. I'm not. I've got her on top of uh, Maldi Law. Interesting to see what the market does there. First run back from that into Dominion win up at Menangle. Third, Keying Lavana, and fourth, I've got Majestic Man. But Sundon's Courage and a lot of muscle will also be going in the first leg of my quads. Nine, ten, six, and eight. Time for a break. We'll come back with the new man and he's come back. The prodigal son. He's returned to racing. Mitch Sidebottom, and then we'll uh, we'll carve through the final four races on Ballarat's program. Group one racing tomorrow night, including the Group one Petstock Ballarat Pacing Cup, where We'll both be tipping Lock and Varat. On Trot's Life, it's time for the Friday Form Panel with Jason Bonington and Nikita Ross. Jason. <laughs> Jason. Oh, I know it. I know it. You're going off two beats. Say my name? Yes. Yes, it is. Say my name. But today. That's a, that's a hot sound. Okay. <laughs> I thought I had you for a minute. Say my name, say my name. baby, I love you. Have I ever told you that I did um, a solo? <laughs> I wonder where, where are you going Whoa. with this? Where are you going with this? Have I ever told you that I did a solo at a school play? Like I was a, when I was younger. Hey, what type of solo? A singing solo. Oh, really? Yeah, two years in a row. Are you saying you sung Say My Name? Or? No. I, oh. I was, uh, I don't know, I can't remember the song. And then I was the lead the second year. Wow. The, we did the Prince and Tell the Tell you Pauper. what, you've buried the lead for the last very long period of time. You've never told us that. No, yeah. And the, the first year, I, I don't know why, I, but yeah, I auditioned and I got this role as um, Queen Victoria and I had to do a solo. <laughs> Queen Victoria. There's a lot. There's a lot to unpack here. <laughs> I'm not sure we have enough time on the Friday form panel right now. Can you sing, Nikita? Well, no. Clearly, I don't think. Yes, no, you can. But somehow I give us a few bars. No, <laughs> I, I haven't sung since. That was primary school. I haven't sung since. So I think we'll be hearing something at some point, just quietly. Um, that I'm, must have been the the opposition. Must have been. Might have to change my life. <laughs> <laughs> this is very exciting. We can do. We should be doing harmonies on this show to open it up. Forget Sagala. Mitch Sidebottom, did you know that Nikita Ross was a um, a former child star? No, I did not. No, I would have liked to have seen that. It's unbelievable. It's a it's a real leave Britney alone type situation. It's quite unbelievable. I, I, I had no idea about any of this. Now, talk to us. How, how have you been, mate? You're on you're on your comeback tour. I am on the comeback tour. Yes, um, I've actually enjoyed the last couple of weeks off. Um, went up to Queensland and had a good time up there. Magic Moon. Didn't go to the race day, but checked out the sales. And, uh, yeah, I'm in recovery mode here, so see how we go. You've given your liver a real good workout since we came out of lockdown. You, you, you've, you've been right on the bond trail. Every time I try and slip away from you on the turn, you're parked outside me with your big six-foot-five frame. It's uh, it's quite frightening. But we've uh, we've had some good nights, and we'll, 
We'll have a few more good ones, but we'll have even better nights if we've got more cash. Let's have a look at Melton first of all, and I'm going to drill you for something at Ballarat as well, Moo. Yep, no worries. So, um, race two at Melton, uh, trot, Trotter's race. Um, yeah, this is a a maiden trot, but I'm pretty confident this horse breaks its maiden today, and that is Yankee Lover uh, for James Herbertson. Last start, got got sort of knocked over, lost a lot of ground. Um, they went two minutes for the mile, and it, it made up a stack of ground running second to Kalani Heidi. Um, just got a trot today and, and will be winning. So Yankee Lover, dollar eighty, And then we'll go to... Uh, where are we? Race... Race number eight. Um, Private Eye makes its return. Um, always rated this horse very highly. And I think it'll just win on ability here. Came back with an impressive trial. Ran, it, ran a super last quarter and... Um, yeah, I think it'll be too good for them today. So we're going to double those up, dollar eighty into two twenty, and that's it for Melton. Very easy. Uh, is there anything? Is there anything at Cobra? Uh, no, avoiding Cobram today. We'll talk. We'll talk us through something. Uh, you, you, you owe us at least one more, I'm afraid, Moose. You got something for us tomorrow night at Ballarat that you're willing to reveal Moose, at this Moose point? Moose, the man for the punters club as well. He's got the um, the pressure of the world on him for the punters club. What are we giving? What are we, what are we giving our thoughts for? If, well, if Moose is looking the, out for the job, he doesn't need our assistance, does he? Do, no, well, they're combining them. I think. All oh, right, uh, I don't mind that. Um, well, Moose, no. you, you, you want you want to bounce back the like. The last punter, the little birdie punters club didn't go so well, so we need to bounce back here, Moo. Uh, yeah, let's not talk about that one, Bronx. <laughs> uh, all right. I'll, the I've captain. Got, uh, there's one that's on the drift at the moment, and um, I was listening in before. You guys are a bit against it at the price, but um, owes me nothing, this horse. Maori Law. I just love how it goes with Sugar's on, and I will be backing it, and we'll probably, probably get a better price tomorrow than, than we're getting at the moment, but uh, I'm going to stick with Maori Law in the uh, Trotters Cup there. And we're about to get stuck into our appraisal of the big one, the Petstock Ballarat Pacing Cup at Group 1 level. Are we are we in the pro-Artie camp or the anti-Artie camp? And are you in the Bonskeet camp that he went super first up or the Andrew Patrick Gath camp that he was, um, he was a little bit flat by his standards? Um... I think he went super for a first up performance, but but only for a first up performance. Like he's gonna have to improve on that. Yeah. Um, of course, if if you're talking about Lock and Varad at his best, he would have won that race comfortably. Yeah. Um, and, and he didn't. So for a first up effort, yes, tick. But going to have to take some improvement. Um, I think he will, and I think he'll find the lead here, which will be the difference. Um, yeah, I, I would, like, if expensive ego drew two and Lock and Barat drew nine, I'd be in the expensive ego camp for sure. So I think he's going to have to find the top Lock and Barat to win. Um, but, yeah, I, I'm, I'm with him, but not at the price. So I won't be getting too involved. Who'll be, the, who'll be the one behind him? Will it be Louis or Max? Max or Louis? Uh, I think Louis might be able to hold. I think Louis will kick up early and uh, and hold leaders back. And um, and, and what's Major Manbar doing, taking on Cruz Bromac and the like? Here, what's what's going on here? Were you alerted as a part owner or what? Uh, <laughs> yeah. Well, we beat uh, we beat better be the bomb in the trial, but. Um, I think it's going to be a bit different here in the race. Um, Major Manbar will need to run, yeah. and he'll probably need. We got told uh, that last. We got to, that told that last time, Mill, and then he came out and won first up. Yeah, I think they went about uh, sixty-five half. <laughs> play, play right into our hands. But, uh, I, don't, I can't see that happening here. No. Now you don't need to tell us any more, Moo. But have you got a couple tucked away for the punters club tomorrow? At a bigger price um, across the card, I think, I think there's some value there, and you, you're the king of the value. So, have you got a couple tucked away that you're hoping to make a big kill with? Yeah, I'm actually keen on one in the first at a bit of value. Bugger it, you have to tell us um, now, unfortunately. <laughs> oh, all right, I'll, I'll let you know. Uh, 
I think Rocky Mestiera has grown a leg lately, and um, yeah, if, if it finds the pegs, it'll be the one to beat. Um, Six dollars around. Yeah, there's actually a few in that race that, that came up a big price, like Tom and Curtis. He's flying. It it opened about twenty six dollars, I think. So um, yeah, a little bit of value there, and uh, yeah, I'll have to keep the others to myself. I think. It sounds like one thing you're not keeping to yourself is the fact that you're going to propose to Greg Sugars at some point uh, very soon. So I'll let I'll let the candy man know that you'll be down on bended knee. When you're on your knees and he's standing up, you'll be about the same height. So I think that would be um, that would be beautiful. We'll try and capture that moment for Trot's vision. Good on you, Moo. We'll talk to you soon. Yep, hopefully you have a big night. Cheers. Bye. There's Mitch Shidebottom. Great to have him back, the prodigal son, uh, taking us said, through. He could have said anything in the first race and I wouldn't have been surprised. Like he could have said one of the outsiders and I wouldn't have been surprised. I'm just bloody no. glad he didn't say I'm off and gone, <laughs> to be honest. Uh, really. Uh, with here is going great. Yeah. That's why I've got the field. Yeah. Really, I just want to – so what the old rule is if you if – you, however many horses you take in an equity or an early quaddy, you need to get a price – superior to the number of horses you put in. So basically, 11 runners going to need something at $12 or better. So um, it's not going to be easy to do, but really, I, I genuinely believe, well, if I've got off and I'm off and gone as my last pick and it's a $4.40 favourite, uh, need I say anymore? I don't believe I do. Uh, it's one all in the music quiz. We might go to the news nice and early here and uh, find out what's happening in the world because when we return, we've still got... Four races to get through. We'll talk about Cruz Bromac, who's already been on the drift. Open 135. What, Crazy. What is it now? It was $1.65 last $1. night. $1.70 as we speak. I believe uh, that's extremely meaningful, even at this early stage of betting. Then we'll talk about the Ballarat Pacing Cup and finish off. Um, really interesting race, the penultimate. And is just hope a dead set stone cold certainty to finish the car? We'll ask Nikita Ross. In the final half hour of today's Friday form panel, stick with us on SEN Track and on Trot's Vision. The Friday form panel with Jason Bonington and Nikita Ross. Jason. Jason. Oh. Wow. I'd be surprised if you knew um. that. I'm a loser. Maybe why don't you kill me? Yeah, yeah, I'll give it to you. Yeah, loser. Loser. By, by Beck. You'll be surprised with you, Jordy. Well, I'll tell you what, I'm here to surprise people. That's what I'm going to do. I'm here to shock you. Oh. Give us a few bars. Maybe not Beck. He can't really sing himself, so it's hard to it's hard to keep up with him. But we will be hearing from Nikita Ross, former Mickey Mouse Club star, Christina Aguilera, Britney Spears. I don't and know why I said I should not have said that. Should I've, not have said it. I'm absolutely wrapped to hear it. I don't know why we haven't heard it till now. This is excellent fuel. <laughs> this is excellent news. I love it. It's excellent. May six. Yeah. At Ballarat Cup on Ballarat Cup nights at Bray Raceway tomorrow. Cruz Bromac. All right, talk me through it. I I tend to think now normally the move we saw this move first up uh, against Cruz Bromac, and I thought I didn't hear it at the time, but Bendigo and thought, okay. I can see what's happening here. Um, I don't think he's going to win. That move late is normally more me- meaningful, but the fact that they've already they've already said we don't want a bar of the dollar. Now, $1.35 was probably a ridiculous price. I marked him $2. Maybe he's just getting out to the right price here, Chris Bromac, but this becomes interesting because if you start to say to yourself, well, I reckon he's probably not going to win maybe, Chris Bromac, then you've got to start to look at, well, who would I back in the race? Now, originally I thought, well, aphorism, head and shoulders, hits the one I'd want to back. But I could be lured into backing a couple of others now as well. Yeah, so could I. Go for it. Um, look, Cruz Barmack, it'd be great to see him back to his best. I spoke about it yesterday, but I just think at this level it could take a couple of runs. Um, he had a pretty good time of it last week when first up. Um, I think he would be better again this week. Like, it wouldn't totally shock me if he comes out and wins the race because, you know, we know his his history is he's a good good horse. So, um, but I've gone with Aphorism, who opened ten dollars. I thought that was well and truly uh, over the odds. It was really good last week. Went through the Inter Dominion series and then pranked that form with a win at Shepparton. So look, I've got him on top. Uh, he's in to force. Uh, 
well, that was with a different provider, but four sixty an hour with tab, open seven dollars. So I wouldn't want anything shorter than that for him because it yep. is an open contest. Um, but he goes on top ahead of Boots Electric, who was dominant in the Cobram Cup, was nominated for the Ballarat Cup, and I think that Cobram Cup win uh, indicates he could be trending back to somewhere like his best, and we know that is very good. So a good entertain backing him as well. Cruz Bromac goes in for third for me, and. Uh, better be the bomb, consistent horse who's raced at cup level f- for some time now. Led up the three-wide line at Bendigo, was good in the Sokiola sprint, so one of the chances. And the one I will watch the market on is Major Role first up for the new camp um, now with Julie Douglas. You know, he's been thereabouts in some good races as well. So if there's support for him, um, I would uh, I could definitely entertain throwing him in the mix as well. But four, six, seven, nine. Yeah, he's, he's lost my old major role, unfortunately. <laughs> uh, seven, four, nine. I was against him for so long, and then I decided to join the party, and he said, no, uh, I, I'm going I'm to major roll over. Seven, four, nine, and six for me. I'm just going to be a cow. I, I'm sticking with Cruz Bromac only because, hey, look, there could be ex- – this could just – Go berserk and he could start at 240. Would you back him at 240? I think I'd have to. I really think I'd have to. I mean, I know he wasn't great. Tell me, is any is any horse in this race going as well? Like, like a wildfire is a really good horse yeah. and went massive first up. Yep. And Cruz Bromax fought again on the line and been beaten not very far and will improve. And he's better than these on ability. So I'd have yep. to, I'd have to have a go at $2.40. Yes. Yep. Or, or even probably $2.20, to be honest. When I marked him $2, I thought to myself, this could get me into big trouble here because if he starts a dollar, you know, it turned out to be another Dean Braun horse in the first, obviously. But uh, if he starts a dollar thirty, I could be in trouble. But not to be the case because he's obviously already on the drift. Aphorism, um, he's run through the Inter-Dominion series. were really good despite the fact that the numbers were ordinary. But there was a heat against, I think his final heat against King of Swing. They got home in 54-3, and I reckon he's made up five or six metres in, in the run home. So he's he was slightly outclassed in that series, but um, gun drive, yes, uh, last weekend, but it was still a really good win. He's the major danger. Better be the bomb is, the, I think, the best betting proposition. Is he still $26? Um, no, he's 12 Well, he was $26 last night. Uh, well, that was, yeah, no, he opened 15 with tap. Yeah. It was twenty six dollars on the uh, on the tab last night. Oh. Yeah, um, better be the bombs. I don't know how that's worked out. Where he's gone from fifteen out to twenty six into twelve, but he was uh, enormous odds last night. And I, well, not at twelve. I'm not that. I'm not so interested at twelve. But um, if you can, if you can add a little bit of sugar on top of that and get back out to twenty one or something, I'd be more than happy to get involved. And Shorty's mate. Is there a <laughs> is there a place price there? No. One hundred fifty one to win. One hundred and one. So he's 151 last night. If you could get $15 a place about, which you should be able to, at 150 to 1, 100 to 1, if you could get 12 bucks a place about Shorty's mate, I'd be happy to take it because while everything else might be there to try and win, Shorty's mate, not to say Shorty's mate's not there to try and win, but he'll just be tucked away and can rush home. What price you got for me? Uh, with a different provider, $16 a place. Oh. Yeah. In fact, that might that would be my... 126 to win. Oh, that would be my bet in the race. Just have... Just have fifty bucks on it at sixteen dollars a drum, and, and hope that it it gets a gun run, and a few others get gassed. Uh, in my opinion, big fella says sorry to be a pain, but what was Mitch's tips for Melton if you get time? Race two. This is uh, Tabcorp Park. Race two, number four, Yankee Lover, into race eight, number nine, Private Eye. Big fella, we've always got time for you, champion. Uh, time to get through. We will get through the, the Ballarat Pacing Cup before we go to our next break. Uh, all right, the start. Spirit of St. Louis, Max Delight. Uh, they're both going to run out. Lock and Varat's got pretty good gate speed of his own volition, but whether he feels the need, whether Sal feels the need to get involved early, is up for some conjecture. Even Mac Da Vinci, who was so disappointing last start, um, can run the gate. I don't think Demon Delight, Supreme Dominator, or Triple Eight will get involved early. Talk me through it. Uh, yeah, look, I probably uh, got a bit carried away and confu- confused you a little bit on burning questions yesterday, but <laughs> <laughs> to simplify it, I think Max... Scenario 6B, <laughs> if you go to your graph... <laughs> I th- well, and I did have some audio issue, I think, too, so that didn't help, but um, I think Max Delight gets across. Uh, he might have to do a little bit to get there. Spirit of St. Louis does have some gate speed. I went and had a look at his New Zealand replays and he does have, has been used out of the gate before. He's never drawn barrier one ever. 
Yeah, it's amazing yeah, so, when you say that, yeah. isn't it? Yeah. I, I thought Charlie's got to be wrong, but I had a good look. Um, so I think they'll kick up on Spirit of St. Louis, but ultimately Max Delight gets across. Then Jack Callahan, I suppose, has the decision whether he can get off the fence or stays there. Um, but I, I think David Moran will push forward and Artie will find the top ahead of Spirit of St. Louis. Um, the one I could potentially entertain having a dip at the start from out wide is Supreme Dominator, but I think that's the only one. Mac Da Vinci didn't go well enough last time out and might fire up. Fire up. So, um, yeah, I, I think Artie will be in front and I'm banking on the fact that he has uh, come through that run okay, improved towards the latter part of the week and will be better for that run. We know he thrives off racing, so that's what I'm going with him on top and um, the market support probably gives me more confidence than if it was going the other way. That yeah. is for sure. So Artie on top, two, nine, one, and three. Um, expensive Ego goes in for, for second. Of course, he had a brilliant Inter-Dominion campaign, and uh, we know what happened in the final. Uh, Spirit of St. Louis has been in fantastic form, third, and Max Delight, I think, will get to the pegs, fourth. All, um, all humility aside, uh, the only thing you, you do sometimes have to worry about when you see market support like that is – um, how much did you create it? How much do we create it ourselves by talking up how big the run was first up from a break? You know, Andy's talk, Andy was talking about the fact, gee, there's been a lot going on um, via socials and you mm. just wonder, you're wanting that money to be meaningful in terms of the fact that Lock and Bar Art's going well, but some of that money might actually be the boom that we ourselves in the media have placed again on Lock and Bar Art following the first up run. Who knows? But And also the fact that he... He's now the he's the headline horse mm. in Australasia. So you're right, your your casual got, partners got, with fifty bucks yeah. are going to see him at two twenty or whatever and say, "Oh, gee, he's, he's better than those horses." Yeah. So, and he's he's got that following as well, doesn't he? As a horse. And just looking at you, I don't know if you saw uh, saw it come through. Might have been Andrew Giorgio or Andrew uh, Spagnolo sent through. They've both had really good money. Expensive ego, yeah. like it's it's funny. We will, in a, in a Tuesday tutorial at some point, get somebody on from the tab to talk us through this or sports better, whoever it might be, because it, I'd love to just know exactly how they how they fold up their markets. Because basically, there's been a few very big bets on expensive Vigo and probably twice as much money for Lock and Varart. And I can understand the move, but the move makes it. If you didn't see the money, you'd think the move meant that it was one way traffic for Lock yeah. and Varart, and it's yeah. not. No. Um, so it's interesting anyway. I've got him on top. I think he finds the front. I think Max Delight will cross. If Max Delight could cross Torrid Saint, I, I, I've, I've never seen anything from Spirit of St. Louis to suggest he's any quicker than Torrid Saint. And critically, I don't think Lock and Varart will get that involved because I think Lock and Varart will be pretty happy. There's nothing else wider on the front line that's going to get the front. Yep. And he'll be thinking to himself, well, I hope Max Delight gets across. Yep. That's a better scenario for me. So I think Sal will just let it all unfold. And he'll also, I don't think he'll want to burn Lock and Varad up early, particularly uh, after that brutal uh, first up run. I think he'll think we'll balance up and then we'll use our intimidation factor and our respect to get the front. And once he gets there, the thing is, there's a lot of, I was speaking to you off air, Skeeter, there's a lot of conjecture about that first up run, what it might have taken out of him. But Lock and Varad, even first up, he doesn't know how not to give everything. And if he's in front, and giving everything, I don't know how they'll beat him really because expensive ego is going to have to go like beyond extraordinary uh, to sit parked and beat him. Do you, okay, here's a question. Does, if David Moran is in front and expensive ego makes a move, does he put the foot down or does he just try and make it a 800 meter dash? Really good question. Um, I reckon. I don't think it'll be the I don't think it'll be the moment he sees him coming that he'll put the foot down. But as soon, but pretty much as soon as expensive ego gets there, I reckon yeah. he'll put the foot down. Because I think you'll I think right now Lock and Varat's got a a painful twelve hundred meters in him. I don't know, I think he'd want to be running for a mile or more flat out. Yeah. But I think if I I think in an ideal situation it'd just be. You you do the work to get there, and as soon as you get there, I'm not giving you a breather. Then we're running again, and yep. and, and I think, I think, Sal, it's a really really good field, but I think if Sal puts the afterburners on and starts running 28s, most of these, even the good sit sprinters, are going to lose their kick. Spirit of Saint Louis, to his credit, is proving to be a little bit 
of an anomaly at the moment that he can follow really hot speed and still keep coming. So he's dangerous. Um, Max Delight's always interesting because I think he's a far better horse following a helmet. Um, Triple eight, if he's able to roll forward, get on the speed. Um, yeah, look, there are knockout chances, but I'm strongly in the camp of the Artie Party. Two over nine expensive Vigo, one Spirit of St. Louis, and three Max Delight in the expectation that's, that he gets across and trails. That's the first time all program, I think, we've had the same first It's time. quite amazing, isn't it? Yet, yet we've still actually agreed a hell of a lot. Triple eight, an amazing dream. The only other ones I'll be including in my exotic wages, and I think it is an exotic betting race. Let's go for a break. Come back. I've got a 2-1 lead in the music quiz, but... Uh, it's still very tight. Two more races to go. And one of my best value wages on the program, maybe my best, comes up in race eight. Stick with us on Trot's Vision and on SEN Track. On Trot's Life, it's time for the Friday Form Panel with Jason Bonington and Nikita Ross. Is it a funny old mood, I've heard Jordy? It, yeah. I don't know it. I know the song. Jason? Yes, Jason. Is it Ra Ra Rasputin? It is. Too it good, is Bon. Too good. Bony M? Yep. Makes me want to dance like this. <laughs> <laughs> they were the guys, I'd love to say this, but they were the guys behind Millie Vanilli. Bony M. Uh, for those who didn't know, Robin Fab didn't sing. Skeeter does. <laughs> Robin Fab, and one of them's gone. I can't remember whether. You, you say things and you think, why? Why did, why did I say that? Why did I bring that up? <laughs> yeah, I pretty much think that every day, uh, most minutes of every day. And then I think to myself, stuff it. I'm happy. YOLO. Yeah, as, YOLO. As uh, race eight. Penultimate race in the program. Uh, I've got a little bit of. I'm, I've got a little bit of an angle here. I'm mm. playing a little bit of an angle. Mm-hmm. I, so there's a lot of speed. We spoke about this. I think mm-hmm. the uh, the text message from you came through. Wowie, what about the gate speed in race eight? <laughs> and yes, it's it's enormous. Jilby Fernando, very fast. A rocket at the park and also fly the gate. And Kimball's arguably the quickest of the lot and probably the one with the greatest intimidation factor. But Sweet Louise is nearly the key to this race, in my opinion. She's enormously talented. Um... I don't think she'll find the front. And when she doesn't find the front and she gets into a mood, she can be pretty fierce. So after the early burn, which should be significant, she might ensure that they don't get a breather at any point here. Mm-hmm. And so that's why I'm leaning with um, a couple of sweepers, one in particular. Mm-hmm. Um, c- can you play up to my angle or have you got a different one? Hey, I've gone with the nine on top. So is that your angle? No, but oh. not quite. But it's a, <laughs> but that, 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 that's what that that. Well, it's, it is my angle. That's my angle yeah, playing okay. out, really. Yeah. Well, that's that's ultimately um, the way I've gone. Well, nine and nine, seven, four, and five. Um, because I, I think there will be speed early. I think Jillaby Fernando will be trying to get across. Kimball potentially even gets across him. Jillaby Fernando might try and do the retake because we know Kimball will. Uh, look to hand up. I, I thought Kimball was probably a d- touch plane in the Hamilton Cup, however, led on that occasion. And I think on what we've seen is much better following a helmet. So um, I just think there could be a quick enough lead time uh, that it brings the horses off the back row into it. Um, the horses that have been racing at that good level. So I was keen on Bernie last time on an each way basis and he, he was solid and, and ran third for me. So I think this could be the type of race that suits him. Ideal some magic racing really well. Comes off the back of a Sokiola sprint and a win prior. Probably goes back and gets a card into it. It could be a bit of cat and mouse with uh, those backline horses, um, but going too well to be discounted. Kimball, I think I'm just worried about how much has to do um, early, but if for whatever reason it doesn't play out like that, gets, gets a comfortable um, trip on the pegs, can be dangerous. And Sweet Louise, I've got in for four, can do a few things ro- wrong, but when she's right, she's very good. We saw that last time out. She was odds on favourite in the three year old Breeders' Crown Philly division going she's back. She's a really so good horse. She's a she really could be one good of the horse. best mares in the country, I reckon. I just. I think I've got to include it because she's too good. But, yeah, the map does worry me for her. So it's an open race. Hashtag can, can run a race following speed. And he, he's one of the outsiders in the field, $23. He's going terrific as well. So nine, seven, four, and 5. And I'd be probably looking, yeah, at something on an each-way basis here. Uh, what's – who leading? 
Jelly Beef Fernando, maybe. Yeah. I think Kimber will get there um, and probably opt to hold the lead. And I'm with you. I don't think. You think Kimber holds? Yeah, I, I don't. Okay. Well, I, I think if he gets there, I I just don't think he can afford to hand up to Sweet Louise because Sweet Louise will beat him. Mm. Um, I think he's caught in a caught in a bit of an awkward situation. I don't. I I think they'd lead if they're going to lead a Hamilton Cup, then they've got to lead this, don't they? Yeah, but I just think there wasn't really a suitable horse to hand up to at Hamilton. I don't. Know, is there one here? I think a lot of them would would take Kimball into the race. Yeah, maybe. Uh, would it be. It'll be interesting to see what kind of pressure does. If Kimball gets there and Greg's able to balance Sweet Louise up, maybe there wouldn't be that much pressure. I'm hoping there is. I've just gone the opposite way in terms of the sweeper. Ideals of Magic's basically raced against over classes. Well, uh, his whole life. Yeah. Like, this is a, yeah. this is a much easier race yeah. for him. Uh, I do love him. Um, I've got him on top of uh, Kimball. Bernie Winkle, I'm with you. $9.50 was last night. I don't know what it is now. Um, $9.50. Uh, that's, that's value. $6 for Ideal for Magic. You can back them both. And Sweet Louise in for fourth. Final race in the card with about a minute to go. Uh, Just Hope does look the winner here, surely. Yeah, she does. Uh, two wins from nine starts, but it's nearing 80000 prize money because she's racing the top level. Group one, Gold Tiara winner. Unlucky in the Breeders' Crown final. Showed terrific gate speed there. I think she's a nice horse and she goes on top. Dequiro won by big space when first up for Emma Stewart. At times when anything flashed, though, uh, this will be a good test. Uhura. Is it Uhura? I always struggle with this one. Uhura? I, yeah. I don't know. Uh, followed this filly a bit. Uh, she's a nice, nice horse. And Awani Ash, six, four, five, and one. And I've gone six, four. Three and five. Um, just hope nine starts, eight of them have been in qualifiers for feature events or feature events. So she's had a tough life. She's very good. Uh, Tequiro, the Emma Stewart fact is the only thing that makes you think that maybe she can win, but that's, we're done. That's the Friday form panel, music standard.